Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott with Amy Wees. And this is Seller Roundtable number 39. And we are very excited to have my friend Marco Tassiano on today. Thanks, Marco. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We met, uh, gosh, quite a few years ago now. It was kind of when I was first starting my my seller SEO journey. And he was kind of like Amy where um, I would send him like kind of early versions of it. And he'd go, this is what you need to fix. Fix this, do this, make that better. Um, so he was also a big part of that, that, uh, especially our listing tool in the beginning there. Um, and he and I would trade notes and, uh, he's, he's kind of like the, the SEO he's Italian. So he's like the SEO godfather, uh, in, in Europe, you know? So, uh, thanks so much for, for being on today, Marco. We, it's been too long. We, you should have been one of the first. Yeah. I love it. And you know, we have, we, we've trained up some good listing optimization nerds in our audience. So, you know, we should get some some good questions and, and inquiries today, but we can always learn more. So we're just going to just suck all the good information out of Marco. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the CEO Goodfather is, is a very nice nickname. I will adopt it. <laughs> there we go. The, the godfather <laughs> of SEO. I like it too. Yeah, I will pay you some royalties. Oh yeah, I was going to say that was kind of a good one. I, I don't know. I, I kind of gave that, I, my, my branding worked too well on that one, I think. <laughs> So Marco, tell us, uh, uh, and I, I know your story, which I love your story because you, you've kind of uh, been a jack of all trades, which is similar to like Amy and I and a lot of people in this business. You, you kind of yeah. went through a, a bunch of different uh, life steps before you got to where you are today. So tell us where you're born, um, where you live now, kind of what you did in the past, college, school, just you know, tell us about you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I spent most of my working life as a, a food export manager. I was a food broker. But uh, since four, four years ago, uh, I was working for a Canadian multinational company, and, uh, but they, they, they ceased the activity in Europe, so I, I was unemployed. And when I was 54, 53 years old, now I'm 57, uh, it's, it's, it's not easy to find a job here because there is a terrible crisis contrary to the United States. So I decided to... To, to study for another for a an year for a whole year fortunately I had some savings and uh, I tried to become let's say an expert of about something that uh, could uh, could make me earning a living a good living and uh, and grant a service that nobody was uh, uh, giving in Italy and uh, I call I made some phone calls to my industries that I was working with as a broker and they were telling me ah we are all on amazon but we don't understand anything about amazon so uh, when we list the products we don't sell anything but it's a cost because uh, we, we have fixed cost but we don't have any sales or very few sales so uh, what they did the problem was that there was no books there were nothing about uh, the amazon seal and uh, i started watching uh, webinars and trying to find out any good article from Kiri Master, from, from Andy, from, uh, from people that could teach me something. And after one year, I, I, I opened my, my small a, a agency here. I, let's say I copied something that in America was, was not new, but in Italy was very new. Uh, after six months, uh, I had uh, 14, 14 um, employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, because we were we were becoming a kind of a satellite uh, agency, Amazon CEO agency, 
for bigger agencies in Europe, uh, which had the problem. Uh, nobody was speaking Italian, mostly, because uh, they were optimizing very well in, in English or in German, but uh, Italian is a, quite a peculiar language. And so what they were doing, uh, for, uh, they were send, sending us uh, pages upon pages, and uh, we started uh, optimizing in, in Italian, then we expanded our activity in Spanish and other languages. Because in Europe, contrary to the United States, we have five marketplaces. Amazon is, is split in five marketplaces, the UK, Germany, Spain, France, and Italy. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm still making, mainly my, my main activity is the, 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 CEO, the listing optimization. And uh, just a few minutes before starting the meeting, I was optimizing chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I remember early on, it was, it was fun because we would kind of uh, compare notes and, and uh, you know, uh, get, get on the call. We need to start doing that again, Marco. That was fun. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we were exchanging tricks to make money. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is. It's getting harder and harder. We've been talking about that a lot in our groups and stuff. Amy and I, um, the game is changing and we knew this was coming. Um, but what was, what was surprising to me is that, um, is that it came so quickly, you know, I mean, we, we can look at our sales on our account and see kind of exactly where it took place. And it was a huge, huge change. Um, so it, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, you can definitely see Amazon's, uh, you know, going more into pay to play, you know, it's, it's all about advertising now, bigger brands, much bigger brands are now coming on to Amazon, Amazon's pushing their own brand. So as a third party seller, I mean, it's, it's getting harder, you're gonna have to take wow. some big, bigger punches, uh, you know, coming I see it getting even worse in the next year. So um, yeah, it's, it's getting harder. And I hate to say that because I'm always still bullish on Amazon, but uh, I, I, I'm finally uh, saying that it is going to start being really hard to get into the, the Amazon game. I do still think though, and Marco, let me know if you agree with this, is that the opportunity is still in Europe. Um, and in I, the new I, fully agree. I fully agree because uh, even if uh, they, Amazon is very famous not to disclose uh, their figures, uh, their, their, their numbers, uh, I think that we reached the point about one year ago that we reached something like six million sellers around the world. Uh, and the six million sellers, just to give you an idea, by 40 euro per, or dollars per month, they were collecting 240 million dollars just to, be, to have sellers selling something, okay? But uh, since then, I think they decided to cut people, most of the people that was not selling, let's say, enough, for them, so it's a kind of, uh, okay, we want to have uh, something to do just with people that are selling a lot. And everybody everybody else, or if, if they are too small for us, or, you know, troublemakers, bye-bye. Uh, it was a silent revolution. Of course, they will never disclose this clearly to the world, but this is what happens. And I, I agree with you that they are pushing a lot their own uh, private labels. Yeah, so, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to see because, um, you know, I normally don't share my politics, but I'm, I'm a, a libertarian. I'm one of those people who's like live and let live, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, government. But in this case, um, oops, sounds like we, we have, we have somebody who's, who's, uh, wanting to be on the podcast. <laughs> no, no worries though. Um, so, um, Let's fix that. So um, uh, what I was going to say, though, is that um, in this case, I, 
I think it's going to be really hard for the U.S. government to not step in because I feel like Amazon's playing both sides of the coin. They're trying to say, hey, hey, you can't regulate us. We're a marketplace. Um, but they're not acting like a marketplace when they, when they give themselves and some of the larger sellers, uh, things like that, you know, kind of an unfair advantage. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if the U.S. government follows suit to where, you know, places like India, uh, where they say, hey, you, if you have a marketplace, you can't sell your own products on that marketplace. I don't know if we need to go that far. Um, you know, that seems a little unfair to not have Amazon have its own products. But I think what we need is a, a fair uh, you know, set up where Amazon has to, can only advertise in the, in the same way that the third party sellers have access to, you know? So in other words, if they're saying, you know, Hey, this is a recommended, you know, product, then we should be able to have access to that, you know, that recommended space. In other words, that ad space, um, you know, if Amazon does as well. So I think that's, um, you know, that that's going to be a really interesting, uh, we're going to watch that play out. I think in the next, <clears throat> excuse me, in the next, uh, you know, six months to a year to uh, election time. I know that's, um, you know, on the, on the, especially on the democratic side, but I think on the Republican side too, that's, uh, you know, a lot of these lawmakers are starting to step in and, and say, hey, you guys got to play fair. And it's true across the board on a lot of these technology companies. So it is going to be a very interesting next few years, I think on that front. Yeah. In a sense, they have a problem. A problem is that they are big, but they are still growing quite faster and uh, they are becoming too powerful for for the small sellers I mean, on the in front of the small sellers this this is a problem for example last uh, few couple of days ago i was optimizing um, uh, for a, a famous uh, brand of italian brand of bras woman bras and i found out that uh, most of the headlines um, headline uh, ads were were private labeled by amazon brands so in the sense is okay I optimize the page for you but uh, i i in the same listing i found the fierce competition from amazon so it's difficult for for uh, industries to to compete with an amazon basics or any other amazon brand too difficult if they decide to make a, a competition uh, to sellers i mean yeah, absolutely. So we got a, a quick question from Andy. He's uh, asking, do you think that there will be a purge of third third party sellers in the U.S. for those not selling a certain dollar figure or maybe natural attrition if they make it very hard to sell on Amazon? And yeah, I think it's going to be the latter. I think it's going to be, it's just going to be really, really hard for third party sellers who are not in the million dollar. Actually, I think I posted uh, an article on LinkedIn about this about a year ago that said, if you are, weren't hitting a, the million mark by this year, that you were going to have a really, really hard time um, you know, getting into Amazon and being successful on Amazon. So I think that's going to be kind of the, the mark. And I even think, um, you know, people in the seven figure mark um, are still, you know, that's going to be kind of, I think the bottom of, of, you know, who's going to have success on Amazon um, because of the pay, pay to play uh, atmosphere. That's, that's where we're, we're starting to see. Yeah. But the problem for a beginner is the cash flow. I mean, how can I become, even if I know everything about Amazon and I want to enter this arena, how can I become a seven figure seller if I start now? It's almost impossible, I think, because it's a, even a matter of cash flow, not only about the professional skills. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you're in any type of, you know, commodity 
uh, you know, product, um, that's going to be even harder, you know, especially like, I mean, I always use the, the, uh, example of like energizer batteries, you know, uh, Amazon yeah. has Amazon basics batteries now. And if you search energizer batteries, I think it's energizer. Uh, you can try it on Amazon right now. It used to do this. I don't know if they're still doing this, but it would say like the first result above everything, it would say, Hey, try Amazon basics, double a batteries. I mean, if I was, if I was energizer, I would, uh, you know, I, I guess it's hard because on one token, that's where the shoppers are going is to Amazon. But on the other side, you know, a major brand like that, it's, it's a tough, it's a hard pill to swallow when you know that Amazon is a competitor and they're giving themselves an advantage over you on their own platform. So I think that's going to be um, a really interesting, uh, like I said, you know, thing playing out over the, over the next uh, few years. So Margo, how did you get into kind of, I mean, we kind of got your backstory, but um, you know, how did you get into, to, um, you know, writing listings? How did you, you decide that, uh, you know, that was going to be your next path? Did you just enjoy it or? Um, no, I, I enjoy, that? I enjoy, but because it, uh, how can I say, there are, there are two reasons why I like this job. The first one is because I like to make researches. Uh, sometimes I, I optimize items that I, I never heard before. Okay. And secondly, because I think that uh, for, okay, the sellers are paying me, but uh, I feel, uh, let's say, use, useful in a sense to them because think about uh, uh, last week I was optimizing for a company making wooden, wooden tables. Is an industry making wooden tables from Tuscany. They have nice items, but they have something like 3,000 uh, items on Amazon in Europe, but they were not selling at all, almost at all. I take a look, they took one, they were publishing one picture, very poor bullet points and so on. We started optimizing and uh, after a while, after let's say 10 days, 15 days, once uh, A9 they started digested my, my new listing, they called me, oh, Marco, so it, they were so happy, excited. Probably I didn't change their lives, but uh, think about uh, a, a small industry in the middle of Tuscany making a, an excellent item, but a range of items, but they were not, were not selling. They were quite frustrated. So the, the, how can I say, this is the best part of my job. Feel useful besides, of course, the money that I can get from, from, from a listing. Yes, yes, I'm still enjoying, yes. Absolutely. Awesome. So um, when, when you're talking about, um, you know, Amazon sellers, um, when it comes to their, uh, you know, writing a, a good listing and getting uh, organic sales, what do you think is like the biggest roadblock? In other words, like, uh, you know, Amy, Amy and I always joke over and over again that we see the same stuff when it comes to clients, when we're working with, when it comes to PPC writing listings, things like that. What, what do you see is the, the biggest mistake uh, for the clients that you, you bring on? The biggest mistakes, the biggest mistake, the number one mistake is, uh, is when a seller does not give enough importance to, to photos, to the picture, to the images. Because uh, at the end of the story, okay, my listing can be very nice. I can be a very good copywriter and so on. I can uh, search the best uh, keywords in the world, uh, try to match the best search terms that uh, customers are using. But at the end of the story, uh, when uh, customers are, are deciding to buy on Amazon, it's, it's a visu visual decision. It's a, it's a, they buy by eyes. Of course, when they read my, my bullet points or a very interesting product description, if, if I have a good ideas about the product. But uh, if they miss the point and uh, they try to save money in the photos, in the imaging, then they don't sell, or they don't sell, they sell le much less than you. 
And uh, this is the point because uh, usually when I when I go to meet a, a new customer or they come or we have a, phone, a, a conference call, they tell me, ah, Marco, I, I can pick up uh, some photos from my catalog. And then I take a look on their catalog. It is updated or, uh, or sorry, not updated or it's, it's, they are standard pictures. On the contrary, uh, people that is clever enough to spend some, some money on the listing, but the, some money to be given to a good uh, professional photographer, this money is coming back quite soon because, you know, pictures are selling more than test. This is what I, I think in, after four years, every day I am facing the same problems. And I spoke, I've spoken with uh, hundreds of sellers now. So this is the point. Invest money on the on outstanding pictures. Yeah, that's a great point, Marco. Um, yeah, there's so many people who don't. I mean, Amy and I always always uh, you know rail on this point, but you know everybody sees that you, or do, you know doesn't spend enough time on their on their Amazon listing, and it's absolutely the most important thing because everything you know everything comes off of that listing. So you know PVC. Um, yeah. you know, conversions, everything, absolutely everything. So if you have a crappy listing, there's no way that you're ever going to be successful on Amazon. Um, impossible, impossible. I yeah, mean, absolutely. You can sell something if we are back to year 2009, 2007 at the very beginning, but it looks like one century ago. Now we are crappy listing, with a crappy listing, you don't do anything. Impossible. Yeah. yeah, and I completely agree with you, Marco, um, about the photos. People just do not, when you look at really the only thing people see in search results is your main photo and your title. And if you're not doing a good job of communicating and getting them to click, you know, that's the equivalent of walking through a store and getting them to pick up your product off the shelf because the packaging is beautiful, right? Um, it, or the design of the product is beautiful sitting there. Um, really, you know, you have to do a good job of your main photo to get them to click and your title needs to call out something special about it besides your main keywords, right? Call out what your unique is, why they should buy your product over your competitors. That should show up in the first part of your title. You want to just call them in, right? But I completely agree with you. Once they get there, most people don't read the listing. They don't read the listing for the most part. They'll kind of browse over it, but they look at those photos and that's the first thing they do. They look at the photos and if their answers are not, if their questions are not answered, if you have not sold them by the time they get to the end of your photos, they're moving on. Yeah, correct. Uh, there is to say there is a big difference between United States and Italy, let's say Europe in general. Uh, your sellers are more advanced than ours. I mean, uh, so, for example, when I, I talk to a U.S. seller, they perfectly know what it is. When I tell them, they put a couple of action photos, then they immediately realize. In Italy, I still have to talk about what an action photo is. And this is the point. I mean, we are, we are let's say, some years backwards compared with the, the American sellers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got a couple more questions. So Shay's asking, um, is there no hope for third-party sellers that are not making seven figures? Uh, Shay, I don't want to say that at all. I still think that there's huge opportunity on Amazon. I just think that, um, that the, the, you know, in, in the past, even when I started in 2012, you know, and, and even lately, you know, 
there's a lot of people that just luck out. They put a product up and, um, and then they, they get success on Amazon. I think that it's going to be a lot harder to see that equation. I think it's going to be, you're going to have to be much more deliberate. You're going to have to put in a much, uh, a lot more time learning all the different facets of the Amazon business. There's so many people that come into Amazon, um, you know, that think it's like this get rich quick thing and they don't realize it's a grind. I mean, even in my own business, I mean, there's, there's ups and downs and there's, you know, there, there's trials and tribulations. And, you know, I've been in this for, what is it now? Seven years, going on seven years, but I, I am still learning constantly. I mean, I watch, I, to this day, I still watch other people who are doing Amazon podcasts. I still watch other people who are doing, you know, marketing, click funnels, Facebook advertising. I mean, pretty much whatever I can uh, learn to help my business. That's what I do. And I think that unless you are perpetually learning and in it for the long run, um, I can't remember the the study or the, the, the quote or, or who came up with this, but um, the equivalent of, of 10 uh, man hours, like 10 years of man hours is the equivalent of mastering your trade. So if you look at it that way, I'm still would not be considered a master at selling on Amazon. Now, I've been doing internet businesses since I was 19 years old. So I think that a lot of that translates over into what I'm doing at Amazon. So I think mastery in that sense might've already occurred because I have so much cross, um, uh, you know, cross, <laughs> uh, pollination thank you. <laughs> between, between it, multiple businesses. Yeah, exactly. And, and multiple trades and, and the way that, uh, you know, to conduct an online business, but my point here is that there's there's no more easy get, get rich quick on Amazon that's going to happen uh, moving forward. You're going to really have to dig your heels in. You're going to have to be in it for the long run. Um, you're going to have a lot have to have a lot of grit and um, and you're going to have to be constantly learning. And that's really the same for any business. I mean, look at you know people. Some some people are saying, oh, it's all online now. Retail is dead, but that's not true at all. But you look at the retailers that have shut down and why have they shut down? You start to look at the reasons why those retailers failed and it's because they didn't change with the times. It's because they let their competitors take over their space. They let other things kind of, um, they got complacent. And we all have to do that. If we're going to sell products in retail, we need to know what our competitors look like. We need to know who our customer is and how to market to them. And we need to think of Amazon as a sales channel and not as our business because it's not our business. It's a place where we sell products. And what you're going to find if you actually study your total addressable market is that Amazon will reach a tiny portion of your total addressable market. And you can look at how to reach the rest of that market through other channels, through increased marketing, and the brands that pay attention to that, where their customers are hanging out and how to reach them are those brands that are going to be successful no matter what. Um, so, and they're going to be successful on Amazon. What I've noticed is, um, you know, the, the brands that are still doing very well organically on Amazon are those that, um, and products that are still doing very well organically with all these latest changes, is um, those that are number one, very deep in a niche. So there's not a ton, you know, they're not trying to get to the top of like bath towels, <laughs> right? And then, uh, you know, this, the second thing that I've noticed is those brands that have a lot of external traffic, a lot of stuff that is nailed down outside of Amazon, they're unaffected because they don't rely on Amazon for everything. 
Yeah, the keyword there that that uh, Amy uh, tagged in multiple facets there is diversity. You know, you want to be diversified when it comes to your business, whether it's you know sales channels, whether it's uh, advertising. You know, if you're just advertising on Amazon PPC, you're missing a lot of the game. Um, you know, a lot of people have been reaching out and asking, you know, kind of what should I do now that 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 this change on Amazon has happened, um, and what uh, exactly to what Amy was saying are some of our best selling products that are still doing well are the ones that we're driving external traffic to. So what we are starting to do now is spin up external traffic for all, you know, as much of our catalog as we can. Now we're one of those, you know, we have 800 SKUs. So for us, we're doing 80, 20 because we can't get to all of those. Um, but you know, that's what, that's what we're really going to focus on, especially going into Q4 because there's so many other sellers who are not going to do that right now. Sellers are throwing their hands up going, ah, oh, I can't compete on PPC. I'm out, you know, but what they don't realize is that there's so many other channels that they could be going to and let, let the other sellers battle on PPC while you guys uh, diversify and drive traffic from external sources. And then that's where you're going to win. And we're going to be talking about this right after this podcast. We're going to go live and we're going to talk about all these things. So bringing it back to listing optimization and Marco, <laughs> Marco, what do you think about, um, about some of the things that you can do with listing optimization that also go beyond Amazon? Hmm, good question. Look, usually I, I still have my, I, I'm, let's say, traditional in my thinking, but I still think that what I'm doing when I started, a, let's say, to optimize is, okay, first point first is picture, are pictures, as I said. I love pictures, let's say. But second of all is, as, I, as you said, are titles. But why? Because title is, is one of the few things that uh, people uh, read. Well, I put a lot of attention on title, trying to, not to stuff uh, uh, too many keywords, but uh, to, to, to make people understand right away what it is, what the product is. And then, and then uh, yes, a good product description, about 2,000 characters, but the more, uh, more attention I put on, on, the bullet, on the building of bullet points. Not only what I write, but uh, how I, I rank them. I rank them by importance. For, uh, if, if I think something is more important, bullet point number one, and so and so. And now what I'm doing, I'm pu kindly pushing customers, all customers, to have a good EBC content. Why? Because, uh, yeah, it is not ranked by, by Amazon, but it's ranked by Google. And in any case, uh, it is, again, uh, most of the uh, EBC is uh, uh, visual, or pictures, let's say, once again. So the pay, if, you, if you note a listing without a, a, a EBC and a listing with EBC uh, is totally different because it's much more attractive. And uh, this is, let's say, my, my guidelines when, when they ask me, even if I don't list, they, they list by themselves. I tell them, take a lot of attention on these points. It, it can be very easy if you understand, it can be very difficult if you don't wanna do it or if you don't want, to, don't want to invest, but do it. Yeah, you made some great points there, Marco. And I think that um, um, EBC, which I think they're calling A plus content now, it's so hard to keep up. Yeah. They, they change things so, so quickly. But um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, we're in the game now where the sellers who take the most time um, and, and are the most detailed um, are really going to be the ones who succeed. If you've got a listing up and you have access to A plus content and you're not 
you know, you're not utilizing it, you're leaving money on the table because that's going to invert, uh, increase your conversion rate. I think, um, the Amazon stat was, um, a plus content increases conversion by, um, 5%. So that's, you know, that's, that's not massive, but that's something and that, you know, that can compound. So, um, you know, definitely something to think about when you're, when you're, when you're writing that listing. Um, the other cool thing about, um, the a plus content is, um, is being able to do, I love doing infographics. You can explain, you could do like a, almost like a little instruction manual on that page. So people understand right away, Oh, this is what this product does. This is how it works. You know? So after they've gotten through, um, you know, the, the, the kind of the bullet points in the title, it's kind of the, the overview, then they can go down and see how the product maybe actually works. Um, if you're including video now and things like that, um, you know, even better. I mean, if you can, uh, do a demo video of your product, right on the product page, which Amazon allows now that's epic. That shows people exactly how the product works. Um, if you could do lifestyle, um, videos, you know, all those kinds of little additions that you can do on that listing is going to make a huge difference when it comes to converting. The other thing that Amy and I always, you know, rail you guys on about is the back end, filling up the back end. You know, if there's any, uh, you know, like if you're doing t-shirt sizes, you know, what's the material, um, you know, if it has stitches, you know, any of the things in that, in that back end there, um, that people might search for, if you've got that included, you have a, you have a better chance of showing up in the search results because Amazon will take those results. And when you click on those little filters on the left side of the screen, if you don't have those data points filled out, your product is going to get filtered out. So you guys really need to remember, um, to use those fields. So Marco, oh, go ahead. Sorry, one point uh, that can be useful for the, for our audience is that another key point that is very useful is when I download, I use an application and I download a, a good number of reviews uh, prior to beginning my, my optimization because uh, from the reviews I, I download two three hundred reviews from one item and then what I do I I I put them in a duplicate remover. And I quickly understand what are the, the most used keywords from from uh, from other buyers, and this is extremely important when I start uh, uh, making, especially the bullet points. And this is a very very simple procedure. There are some apps uh, which are av uh, available on Chrome, or, uh, some extension of, of Chrome that allows you to 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 make a bulk uh, download of reviews. And once you put in an Excel file, you quickly read them, and uh, you put it in a in a in duplicate uh, remover. Then uh, it's very easy to understand from A to Z what people says because this is what uh, makes me very easy to to build up the, the bullet points, for example, or a product description. Think about what uh, customers are looking for when they see a product. Uh, they have a kind of a, a vocabulary. They use about the same words. They are repeated. They are repeated several times in the reviews. And from that, 99% of my work is done. Seems to be impossible, but it's, it's simple. It's, it's, it's like this. Yeah, Margo, that's that's a great point. That's kind of when we when we built our listing lightning tool, you know, that's that's part of uh, you know, our algorithm is looking at other competitors automatically. Um, and then, and then ranking by relevance and, and, you know, a bunch of other factors, um, you know, building that shortcut in.
Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.